0: I'll never understand. Dad, you're the guy that'll argue with the cashier at Costco when he doesn't let you return used underwear. And now you want to be the bigger man? Now you're like, no, 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 no. let's be reasonable with the bigots, what? Hasan Minhaj, the comedian we're talking about today is exactly the type of comedian that the mainstream media loves to push onto audiences. I mean, he's diverse. Love that. And he also incorporates politics into his comedy because, of course, we can't just have something that makes us laugh. No, in, in 2023, absolutely everything needs to be political. Oh, and that brings us to number three, which is obviously his politics are the right type of politics, or at least according to Hollywood, that is to say he's extremely progressive and actually uses his comedy almost as a form of social justice activism. And so with leftist credentials like that, it's really no surprise that Hassan has had a very successful career. I mean, he's had at least a couple of stand-up specials on Netflix and even more up until recently, he actually had his own show Patriot Act that from what I understand, and I never watched it myself just because this doesn't interest me at all. It was basically a different take on The Daily Show. That is to say, it was an attempt at being a comedic take on current events. But unfortunately for him, I guess Hassan is now under fire. But no, not because he's being me tooed which I feel like we've just done some videos talking about different celebrities uh, who have been accused of terrible things, whether that's Danny Masterson or Russell Brand. Uh, this is actually not that type of video. And as an aside, has anyone else noticed that it seems to be male comedians specifically that are more likely to get me tooed than just like Actors or musicians. Not that it doesn't happen to them too, but I feel I feel like it's a disproportionate rate with male comedians. In any case, no, uh, Hassan is now under fire for apparently lying during his stand-up specials. And I know you're probably thinking to yourself, Lauren, he's a comedian, he tells jokes. Who actually thinks stuff like that? is real or has happened. I mean, the chicken didn't actually cross the road. I hate to break it to you. But here's the thing, to understand why this is a big deal, you kind of have to understand Hassan Minhaj's style of, I mean, calling it comedy is kind of a stretch in my opinion. So let's just say his style of commentary slash stand-up material. You see, as part of his social justice advocacy, Hassan likes to talk about different experiences that he has had as a person of color as a Muslim in America, trying to add a comedic take to it, yeah, but also talking about these experiences of discrimination in order to raise awareness about things like, you know, systemic racism and good old Islamophobia, I suppose. And so considering that Hassan uses personal stories as a way to illustrate how bigoted America is, if you ask me at least, it is kind of a big deal that these stories aren't even real. Like, if America really is so bigoted and racist and Islamophobic... Wouldn't you have real stories you could use to illustrate that point? And all this controversy is really stemming from this piece in The New Yorker. It's titled Hassan Minhaj's Emotional Truths. In his stand-up specials, the former Patriot Act host often recounts harrowing experiences he's faced as an Asian American and Muslim American. Does it matter that much of it never happened to him? Yikes, even as a headline, that doesn't sound good. And the actual article itself, I mean, I I almost feel weird complimenting The New Yorker. It seems like this reporter actually did a pretty good job trying at least to verify some of the things that Hassan has gone viral for saying, for talking about in his specials, only to realize that, hang on a second, a lot of this didn't happen. This article explains, quote, after many weeks of trying, I had been unable to confirm some of the stories that he had told on stage. When we met on a recent afternoon at a comedy club in the West Village, Minhaj acknowledged for the first time that many of the anecdotes he related in his Netflix specials were untrue. Still, he said that he stood by his work. Every story in my style is built around a seed of truth, he said. My comedy Arnold Palmer is 70% emotional truth, this happened, and then 30% hyperbole, exaggeration, fiction. So emotional truth is a term that I, at least previously, was unfamiliar with. But reading through this article, I started off pretty curious. I mean, it seems like the reporter is saying that a lot of the stories Hassan has told never really happened, where if you listen to Hassan's take, it seems like he's almost trying to say, no, no, I just exaggerated. And emotionally, it's true, just maybe he skimmed over the facts. So which version of events is real? Well, actually going through the stories that Hassan has told that apparently objectively did not happen, to me at least, it seems like a stretch to say that there is any seed of truth in these stories because... They are completely fabricated. Before we get into it more, though, I do want to say a big thank you to today's sponsor, Good Ranchers. It's back to school season, which for far too many of us means that we are busier than ever between things like soccer practice, science fairs, helping with homework, doing the homework. I mean, how many of us are already missing summer? Well, the good news is that you can take one big thing off your plate by putting great meat on your plate with Good Ranchers. You care about what your family eats and so does Good Ranchers. That is why they spent years building relationships with local farms to source the best 100% American beef, chicken, pork, and now even wild caught seafood too. Yes, the best of the land and sea can now get conveniently delivered to your door. That means no more trips to the grocery store when you're looking for meat. Also, right now, when you subscribe to any box with Good Ranchers, you'll get two years of free ground beef. That's 140 free meals on Good Ranchers tab. It's time to get the real back to school beef. Basics. So, subscribe and use my code Lauren for $25 off your box at goodranchers.com and get free ground beef for two years. That's two pounds of high quality ground beef in your every box for two years, completely free. Remember, go to goodranchers.com and use my code Lauren to claim $25 off and free ground beef for two years on your order of 100% American meat and seafood. What's also cool about Good Ranchers is they have a price lock guarantee. That means when you subscribe to one of their boxes, your price will not increase for two whole years. It's basically inflation proof good ranchers American meat delivered. So the first story or anecdote or bit of Hassan's that this article goes into is actually, in my opinion, the most interesting. It's explained that in Minhaj's 2022 Netflix stand-up special The King's Jester, he relays a story about an FBI informant who infiltrated his family's Sacramento area mosque in 2002 when Minhaj was a junior in high school. As Minhaj tells it, Brother Eric, a muscle-brown white man who said he was a convert to Islam, gained the trust of the mosque community. He went to dinner at Minhaj's house and even offered to teach Waytray to the community's teenage boys. But Minhaj had Brother Eric pegged from the beginning. Eventually, Brother Eric tried to entice the boys into talking about jihad. Minhaj decided to mess with Brother Eric, telling him that he wanted to get his pilot's license. Soon, the police were on the scene slamming Minhaj against the hood of a car. Years later, while watching the news with his father, Minhaj saw a story about Craig Montiel, who assumed the cover of a personal trainer when he became an FBI informant in Muslim communities in Southern California. Well, 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 Papa, look who it is, Minhaj recalls telling his father. It's our good friend, brother Eric. So at least hearing about that bit, uh, even as someone who understands that, you know, sometimes jokes stretch the truth or whatever, as long as it lands a punchline, probably comedians are going to go for it. If I were a fan of Hassan's, I would assume that this story is real because he's actually trying to tie himself into real world events. And as this writer also explains, the moment is played for laughs, but the story underscores the threat that being Muslim in the United States carried during the early days of the war on terror. Minhaj segues to to the Case of Hamid Hayat, a young man from another Sacramento area town who spent much of his adult life in prison based on a confession his attorneys say was coerced. He just got out of prison this past June, Minhaj said, his tone turning defiant. Man, he's my age. He's 36. I think about Hamid all the time. So to be clear, obviously, Hassan is not only including this anecdote, a supposed anecdote, in his stand up special for a laugh. He's actually trying to make a broader societal point that is, that Muslims are being unfairly targeted by the government. And don't get me wrong, usually I am the last person to give the government credit for anything, but also if what he was saying were true on the scale that he's trying to make it seem as if any young Muslim man in America just has several FBI informants trying to entrap him at all times, like you wouldn't have to make up a story about it. But make up a story about it is apparently exactly what Hassan has done. It's written here that prior to my meeting with Minhaj, Montiel, aka Brother Eric, had told me that Minhaj's story is a fabrication. I have no idea why he would do that, Montiel said. Montiel was in a prison in 2002 and didn't begin to work for the FBI on counterterrorism measures until 2006. Details of his undercover actions were cataloged in a legal case that has made its way to the Supreme Court, and Montiel said that he'd worked only in Southern California, not the Sacramento area. Now, that story being fake doesn't look good for Hassan, at least in my opinion. As always, I would love to know what you guys think, but surprisingly, that lie is the least egregious of them. How can it get worse, you may be wondering? Well, this one involves his daughter. It's written here. Later in the special, Minhaj speaks about the fallout from Patriot Act segments on the killing of Jamal Khashoggi and Nare- Modi's Hindu nationalism. The big screen displays threatening tweets that were sent to Minhaj. Most disturbing, he tells the story of a letter sent to his home which was filled with white powder. The contents accidentally spilled onto his young daughter. The child was rushed to the hospital. It turned out not to be anthrax but it's a sobering reminder that Minhaj's comedic actions have real world consequences. That's right, Hasan Minhaj lied about his daughter being rushed to the hospital after potentially being exposed to anthrax powder on his comedy special. It says here, the New York Police Department, which investigates incidents of possible anthrax, has no record of an incident like the one Minhaj describes, nor do area hospitals. Front desk and mailroom employees at Minhaj's former residence don't remember such an incident, nor do Patriot Act employees involved with the show security or Minhaj's security guard from the time And no we're not just saying that Minaj lied about this because no one else remembers it happening. He himself admits, It just didn't happen. During our conversation, Minhaj admitted that his daughter had never been exposed to a white powder and that she hadn't been hospitalized. He had opened up a letter delivered to his apartment, he said, and it had contained some sort of powder. Minhaj said that he had made a joke to his wife saying, holy shiz, what if this was anthrax? Further, the brother Eric story, Minhaj said, was based on a hard foul he received during a game of pickup basketball in his youth. Minhaj and other teenage Muslims played pickup games with middle-aged men whom the boys suspected were officers. One made a show of pushing Minhaj to the ground. Minhaj insisted that though both stories were made up, they were based on emotional truth. The broader points he was trying to make justified concocting stories in which to deliver them. The punchline is worth the fictionalized premise, he said. Maybe this is just me, but I feel like as a mother, as a parent who has a daughter, it would make me a giant steaming piece of garbage if i lied about my daughter having to go to the hospital because someone allegedly tried to send me anthrax maybe simply to prove some sort of political point about how i was being persecuted in my stand up special and again i will ask hassan if the points that you're trying to make are real and valid then why do you even have to make up stories in order to reinforce them if these things really are as ubiquitous uh you know you being targeted for either being famous and speaking out about politics or for being a Muslim, you shouldn't have to make up incidents like this because they should be happening to you all the time. I mean, it's like we say about all these hate crime hoaxes that are happening nowadays. It seems like the demand for racism is grossly larger than the supply. And there are other examples of stories Hassan made up, uh, not only to prove political points, by the way, but also it seems at certain times just to elevate his own status or to try to make himself more relevant to the current news cycle. Apparently he also exaggerated and bent facts surrounding a meeting he had with the Saudi embassy in order to try to make it seem like it was all happening at the same time that Jamal Khashoggi was killed. And look, maybe you're someone who doesn't find these... Be charitable, we'll call them exaggerations. A big deal. You still enjoy Hassan's stand up. You don't see the harm in him embellishing his life a little bit. What's really messed up is that some of the lies Hassan has told have actually hurt people in the real world. Specifically, this one. It says the central story of Hassan's first Netflix special, Homecoming King, which was released in 2017, is about his crush on a friend, a white girl with whom he shared a stolen kiss and who accepted his invitation to prom but later reneged in a humiliating fashion. Minha showed up on her doorstep the night of the dance only to see another boy putting a corsage on her wrist. On stage, Minhaj says that his friend's parents didn't want their daughter to take pictures with a brown boy because they were concerned about what their relatives might think. I'd eaten off their plates, Minhaj says. I'd kiss their daughter. I didn't know that people could be bigoted even as they were smiling at you. Now, if that were true, if it would be an absolutely heartbreaking story. And I mean, just an example of how evil and prejudiced some people could be. I mean, breaking a teenage boy's heart just because he's the wrong skin color. Oh, that's just so terrible. It makes me sad to think about. Thankfully though, like a lot of Hassan's stories, It never actually happened. You see, the woman disputed certain facts. She told me that she'd turned down Minhaj, who was then a close friend in person, days before the dance. Minhaj acknowledged that this was correct, but he said the two of them had long carried different understandings of her rejection. As a brown kid in Davis, California, he said he'd been conditioned to put his head down and just take it, and I did. The emotional truth of the story he told on stage was resonant and justified the fabrication of details. There are so many other kids who have had a similar sort of doorstep experience, he said. Okay, if that's true, Hassan, once more, for the hundredth time, then you wouldn't have to make them up. And it turns out, by the way, that being portrayed as a gross racist on Netflix, it's actually affected this woman's life. The woman also said that she and her family had faced online threats and doxing for years because Minhaj had insufficiently disguised her identity, including the fact that she was engaged to an Indian American man. Oh, geez, she's actually engaged to an Indian American man. Yeah, it doesn't sound like this person is such a racist, Minhaj. Maybe she just didn't want to go out with you. It says that a source with knowledge of the production said that during the show's off-Broadway run, Minhaj had used a real picture of the woman and her partner with their faces blurred, projected behind him as he told the story. It sounds to me at least like Hassan was actively trying to sick his angry followers against this woman by painting her as a racist. And it's like, look, you can maybe try to argue why it's okay that Hassan makes up a story about an FBI informant when he was a teenager, but I find it very hard to accept that he should just be able to go onto his huge platform and lie about real people being racist. Now, since this New Yorker article was released, Hassan has faced quite a lot of criticism, which I think is amazing because he deserves it. But surprisingly, the man has stood by his idea of emotional truth. Responding to the Hollywood Reporter about the piece, minhasha has said, all my stand-up stories are based on events that happened to me. Yes, I was rejected from going to prom because of my race. Disputed and not in the way that you said. Yes, a letter with powder was sent to my apartment that almost harmed my daughter. Well, but it didn't and she definitely never went to the hospital. Yes, I had interaction with law enforcement during the war on terror. Apparently someone threw you to the ground who you think was an enforcement officer, but it seems like you have no proof of that. He continues saying, I use the tools of stand-up comedy, hyperbole, changing names and locations, and compressing timelines to tell entertaining stories. That's inherent to the art form. You wouldn't go to a haunted house and say, why are these people lying to me? The point is the ride. Stand-up is the same. I want to know what you guys think. Is Hassan justified in spinning these fabricated stories, or is this just an attempt to make his political viewpoints seem more relevant and more ubiquitous by bending the truth. Let me know down below. And as always, if you enjoyed this story, please be sure to like, share and subscribe until next time.